it's hard to follow all of you people. The, uh, those of you, uh, I know there's several history people in here. Uh, the arms race began in Cresco, Iowa. Everybody thinks it was between the Soviets and the U.S., but it began in Cresco, Iowa. Um, I can see Rhoda's looking like, did it really? Yeah. Um, as I thought about my stories, I, I thought about telling about the night uh, I sat in the back of a police cruiser in handcuffs with Tracy Hall, but I wasn't brave enough to do that. Um, <laughs> tonight, uh, maybe another night, um, I thought about telling about the day and you have to remember, I grew up in the 60s and 70s in Iowa. Um, my mother wanted to go to Wadena um, during the rock festival. And so we took off. Um, but I thought, ah, better than that. Um, so I thought I'd, I would tell about the arms race in Cresco, Iowa. I grew up in a neighborhood with 60 kids in a four block area was a, it was a wonder. I was an only child and it was a, it was a Irish Catholic neighborhood. There were two Irish, or there were two Catholic churches in Cresco. Um, Cresco Notary, or Cresco Assumption and Cresco St. Joe. And uh, I was four blocks from Cresco St. Joe and there were 60 kids in our neighborhood um, from, from the bees to the the disease, uh, I'll give you a few, few names, the Buscas, the, the Brasses, uh, the, the Dunhamans, the Sills. The Sills had 11 kids. Uh, Mom called that house the hippie house. <laughs> Told me never to go there. But my, my, my mother always went to go see Claire Sill for some reason. Claire was about five foot tall, about 130 pounds, raised 11 kids, and they were tough kids. Uh, the, uh, my best friend was Ricky McCarville. There were only nine kids in that family. Uh, the Hodecks were across the street. Um, J.D. Volvis lived next door. He was an old man, and Mom always thought that Mark Casterton down the, hall, or down the street taught me to swear, but old J.D. Volvis Taught me to swear next door. And, and uh, I always was excited. Um, JD had four granddaughters. Um, Colleen was the youngest. Maureen, the oldest, was Kathleen. And then she had an Irish Catholic twin, Jody. You spell it J-O-E-D-E-N-E. -E -E. And whenever her sister wanted to get her mad, she would say, you know, Dad named you after Grandpa because he wanted a boy so bad. And Jodine would reach out, grab her hair, and the fight was on. It was wonderful. I fell in love with Jodine the first time I saw her fight. It was so much fun. And... The, uh, my father called Jodine and Kathleen rock salt nails because they were always fighting. It was, it was, uh, it was so much fun. 
But then out back lived the Halls. The Halls came from a, a reservation in South Dakota. And for some reason, um, I ended up, because I could go across the alley and hang out with the Halls. And Chidi was the, the daughter. She was about 10 years older than me. And I instantly loved Chidi. Chidi, Chidi was kind to of me all the time. And then there was Tracy, the, the boy that I sat in the back of the car with. Tracy was a big man. He, he was 6'6". Six, six, his sophomore year in high school, he was 6'6", six, six, about 210. He was huge. Um, had hair down to here. His sophomore year in high school, he wrecked a, here you go, Derek, he wrecked a Camaro. He wrecked a Firebird. And then he wrecked a Jeep. All his sophomore year in high school. And by the way, his sophomore year in high school, he drove up, well, he graduated his sophomore year in high school because he drove up the curb after the principal, um, and that was the end of Tracy in high school. <laughs> um, but Tracy loved my mother. He loved my mother. One day our TV went bad, and we were going out the door to get a television. We walked out the door, I was following my mother. And here come Tracy around the corner, long hair, didn't have a shirt on, you know, just, so Bernie, what are you doing? Mom says, we're going to get a television. Tracy said, you don't have to do that, Bernie. I will get you. I'll get you a TV tonight. <laughs> my, my, my mother just looked at Tracy, we'll go get a TV. <laughs> so, so um, I love Tracy. The, uh, the other boy was my age. He, he was Troy, and Troy was the small one of the family. He was, his, his sophomore year, he was 6'4", about two, 210 pounds. And he, the only reason he stayed in school is he wanted his, his license. And he took driver's ed and got, got his license and, and left school. But when we were kids, when we were young, I would go over and play in the sandbox with Troy. And Troy, Troy had the plastic soldiers, you know, the little tiny ones, and he would get his soldiers at Red Owl, and I would get mine at IGA, and he always had the better soldiers. But when Tracy wanted to get Troy mad, he would bring his dad's lighter fluid out and squirt them on his soldiers, throw, throw a match on them, and burn them. And so the fight would start then as well between Tracy and Troy, but, but Tracy would always get the better of Troy. So after he burned most of the, the soldiers, Troy would turn his focus to me, and he would go in and he would get a squirt gun. He'd get a squirt gun that he got at Red Isle. And he'd start squirting me, and I would go get a squirt gun that I got at IGA, and it would be a little bigger, and I would squirt him, and he would get mad. 
<coughs> and he would go in and get water balloons about this big and throw them at me. And I would go get water balloons about the size of watermelons. And I'd get the better at throwing. And he would go get a bucket, you know, the mop, regular mop bucket, and he'd throw water on me. And I'd go get a five-gallon bucket, throw water at him. Then he'd drag the hose out in the alley. And his hose would make it just to the property line. He'd spray me. And our hose was long enough, it would go across the alley. <laughs> <laughs> the arms race. <laughs> Then he beat the hell out of me. <laughs> and dad, dad was gone weeks at a time driving a truck, and I would go in the house crying all the time because Troy would beat me up and beat me up. And one day, one Friday, we had gotten our normal fight, and I'd come in the house crying, and Troy would beat me up. I was a big man. Um, when I graduated from high school, I was 6'4", 130-year-old. I was a big man. <laughs> and and uh, I came to the house crying. Dad was home, and uh, he was tired, I, I'm sure. And he said, come on, that's it. So he took me down to Vandy's shoe store, and he bought me cowboy boots. And he said, now. Troy picks on you, you kick the crap out of him. He used a little more soldier language than that. <laughs> and I went out the door, Troy was in the garage, and I went in there and I went after Troy. I said, my dad told me to kick the crap out of you. And I did. And I went home. And I told, I told dad and mom I, I, I beat up Troy. <laughs> And we, we were sitting there at supper, and I was king of the world. And all of a sudden, you know, back in those days, nobody had air conditioning. We had, we had a uh, screen door. All of a sudden, somebody was yelling, Gillespie, Gillespie, Bob Gillespie. Troy's dad was out in the alley. Bob Gillespie, come out here. My dad went out, Paul, what do you want? He said, come out here, I'm going to kick the crap out of you. <laughs> and, and dad said, Paul, we're not going to get down our kids' way. I'm not going to fight you. And dad just came in the house. And, and uh, the, the, the neatest thing is, uh, and my, you know, Tr Tracy loved my mother. Troy loved my father. You know, Troy was the, the motorhead of, of that family. And I, I you know, I, I, I'm lucky to start the car. And, and um, when my father died, Troy was the first one at the house. You know, he was a good friend. He still is a good friend. But the arms race started in Cresco, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs>